please, brothers and sisters, help me to welcome a friend of mine, a friend of ours, a friend of our nation, a servant of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, our brother, our friend, student minister, Hugh Muhammad. Assalamualaikum. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, we give him thanks, we give him praise. We can never thank Almighty God Allah enough for his tremendous love that he have demonstrated and given to the human family after life itself. That whenever we have gone astray from his path, out of that love, he's always sent warners, messengers, prophets to guide us back into his straight path before that other awesome power of destruction would come. His love is always shown forth. We thank him for raising the messengers and giving them the divine revelation to us, to humanity. As a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan under the leadership, excuse me, as a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the teaching of Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, we're taught to respect all scriptures. It is the beauty of being a follower of Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We don't spiritual gangbang. We've been taught to thank God, Allah, for Moses in the Old Testament. We thank him for Jesus in the New Testament. We thank him for Muhammad and the Holy Quran. May the peace and blessings of Allah be on those worthy servants. As I stated, I am a student of the Alba Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I'm eternally grateful of him teaching us of God's merciful intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Farrakh Muhammad, the great Mahdi. We thank him for coming and fulfilling prophecy that he would come. And he didn't just send someone, he came himself, and when he came, he raised one from amongst us. One that had the right heart, the right love, and one who actually recognized him on sight. We thank Almighty God for that one that he would then teach for the next three and one half years, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Messiah. We now know him in his correct title, the exalted Christ, one given power to crush the wicked. We thank Mathafar Muhammad and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for a man that is in our midst today. A man that is a servant, a man that is a savior, a man that is the extension of the Messiah. See, when a man bring you out front and sit you in his seat, he don't sit you there to be a seat warmer. When a man pulls you out front and he sits you in his seat and he tells you to take my place and you can sit over the house as the father. You have to understand then what it is that is given to that man when he is sat in that seat. See, when a president is no longer carrying out the function because of whatever reason he's not carrying out a function, the vice president, you don't longer call him the vice president. When he sits in the seat, you now call him the president. When he sits in the seat, you call him the governor. 
So when the honorable minister of Farrakhan sits in the seat of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, he represents an extension of that work. He represents an extension of that power, that mission given to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So when you see him, you're seeing an extension of that Messiah. He is the unifier. He is the messianic figure in our midst. Our brother, our friend, our leader, our teacher, our guide, the honorable minister of Farrakhan. The near name that I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. We say it once again, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For those that may not know, those words simply means peace be unto you. Happy Savior's Day. Happy Let's say it again. Happy Savior's Day. You know, on the board, we got three saviors. And out here, we got other saviors. And the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said to us that he would send what? Saviors after them. We're not in the classroom, as Minister Charles said, to be a prophet. We're not in the classroom just to sit here and to be a seat warmer. We're in the classroom to reflect these men because their knowledge, their mind, their wisdom, they have come to depart it in us. So Master Farrakhan Muhammad departed the wisdom, the knowledge in the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the honorable Elijah Muhammad departed that wisdom and knowledge in the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and he's in turn now given that awesome assignment to put that knowledge into us. We can never thank Almighty God Allah enough for the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. We're going to go into that today. We're in a tremendous time as brother minister Charles said. I'm thankful to Allah for him and those that came before us on the program. Of course, my dear sister, student minister, sister Aisha Muhammad, who have known for many years, a great, great helper in Islam. Not only of the most humble Elijah Muhammad when she was in, but also of the humble minister, Louis Farrakhan. She has been a captain. She has been a minister. But most of all, she has been a wife. She has been a mother. She has been a friend. She has been a Muslim. I thank Allah for our dear sister. Let's give her a nice big hand. See, we have to, before I get started, we have to learn to appreciate each other. You know, the third commandment that Jesus gave, many of us attribute two great commandments to Jesus. He said, love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. He said, the second is likened unto the other. Right. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I'm not going to get into that because they do knock us on the head that we keep taking for a neighbor. And God didn't even just, Jesus didn't even think about him for being a neighbor. We're going to leave that one alone. We got a strange relationship with the man that knocked us on our head. But that ain't my topic. But you know who I'm talking about. Is that right? A sick relationship. But the realization is that when we look at what we have. From the most humble Elijah Muhammad through Minister Farrakhan in lifting us up as students, as servants, we have to be grateful. I thank Allah for my dear brother, student minister Charles. He say 20 years, but really it's three decades. I first met brother Charles in 1987. We didn't really work together. If we didn't count that, that's 31 years. 
When we came out to Los Angeles and we were at the convention center, and that's when Uncle Tom Bradley didn't want Minister Farrakhan to come into Los Angeles, and we were collecting signatures throughout Los Angeles and in Venice Beach. I met him then when I first came to Los Angeles, but we started working together when he was the assistant regional minister and the assistant minister to Dr. Minister Ave and also to Minister Tony Muhammad when I was the regional captain, and he and his family have served our nation well. He and his family, his wonderful wife and his brother and his children, who's one of the captains of the nation of Islam, we got to learn to appreciate each other. That brings me back to the third commandment that Jesus gave. He said, love ye one another even as I have loved you. See, this comes right into what Minister Farrakhan is given to us when he gave us the 107th surah of the Holy Quran, Acts. Of kindness and see it is this point that when we look at the acts of kindness if we don't start with kindness within ourselves at home because kindness and those things start where at home if we don't love each other if we don't appreciate each other if we don't show the gratitude to each other then how do we look to show that to someone else we got to show the love the gratitude the respect and the honor to each other so I thank Student Minister Charles for blessing me for being here. A brother who I know deserves to be supported. This job ain't an easy job. It may look easy. I was nervous as ever when I came up here. I feel a little bit better now. But anytime you come before the people of God, you don't take this lightly. We're students in the classroom of God. You are students in the classroom of God. Some of us might have been given what we call an official position, but we're all laborers in the classroom of God. And the Amr Elijah Muhammad reminded us that when he gave us in the opening of the Supreme Wisdom book, it said to the Muslims of number one Michigan. The following is the original rules of instruction given to the laborers of Islam and the title of Muslim before his departure. With a footnote of a few words of explanation to lay pressure upon their minds of their many errors in the past and present that they may see the light and walk therein. And it closed, I thank you, Elijah Muhammad. See, that which God have given to the most armed Elijah Muhammad is to lead us out of darkness into magnificence of his light. Only Satan want to keep us in darkness. So I thank Allah when we have a servant like our brother Charles who have demonstrated over four decades of service. And when you come to this roster, when you come here to represent and stand to help a man, to be a student of a man, you got to understand that we require. We say we want for our brother and our sister what we want for ourselves. You better check yourself when you say that. See, because if you want for your brother and your sister what you want for yourself, then you will always find yourself serving and giving to one as if you were in that position. And at any time that we're not giving and serving as if we're in that position, then we're not really wanting for our brother or our sister what we want for ourselves. So we always got to be careful when we start talking. I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Do you really now? Love ain't a noun here. Love is a verb. Is that right? Jesus said, loveth me, Peter, do what? Feed my sheep. See, we got to be willing to feed and to help and to aid each other. I thank Allah for a man that have walked in both times of dispensation in fulfilling prophecy in one like Minister Aisha and others here, Minister Joel and others in this room.
who was with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Sister Betty, who was with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and all of the rest of you that was with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and now with the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan, because they can help and guide us through a dark period that is coming. But if we're not humble enough, if, if, we're, not, if we're not loving enough, if we're not caring enough, then maybe we start to judge and start to look at something because we think we know. That ain't our place. We need to thank Allah when you have laborers like the ones you have. So I want to thank not only Brother Charles and Sister Aisha, but all of the laborers of Muhammad's Mosque number 32 for your service to the Honorable Minister of Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. But where would the laborers be without the believers? See, the laborers would only go be as good as the believers. See, Jesus was only as good as his disciples. Well, I, I, I mean, if you're reading the scripture, you saw that Jesus had a little bit of problem with his disciples. Is that right? We don't want to be like those. See, when you help Brother Charles and you help the laborers of Muhammad's mosque number 32, you're helping the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. At any time you stop helping them, for whatever reason, Allah says in the Holy Quran that no excuses will be accepted on that day. And this is why I've chosen for subject today Jesus, the disciples, and the opposition. We're living in that time. We're living in a time of great tribulation. We're living in a time where the lies and wickedness we see coming back and forth. I really want to thank today the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and all of those student ministers and laborers and believers who have risen to the occasion in the defense of our leader against the lies, the false accusation and wicked machination from the enemies of God and the enemy of the righteous. I want to give a special thanks today to a research team for their scholarship and in-depth research to give us ammunition that they found in many, many areas that would support the teachings, not support, because the teachings support themselves, but with their research and the ammunition, with the teachings and with the scriptures that allow us, those that are reading, those that are studying, to be able to adequately defend the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and this invincible truth that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad received from Master Far Muhammad. Today, though, I want to do with Brother Charles did I want to really thank our dear brother student minister, Demetric Muhammad, to thank him for his brilliant response to Jane Eisner, a woman that you can see the wickedness that is coming out. But the brilliant response and the scholarship and, 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 and the really what I would call brilliance and I don't know what else to call it of brother Demetric and the much defense that he have given if you have not read his book and I'm not plugging brother Demetric but I'm plugging brother Demetric go to go to researchminister.com and you can see many of the books that he and brother Elliot and that tremendous research team have done. If you've not read Seek Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, and this ain't just for the Muslims. This is for those that are visiting with us. This is for those that may be listening via, uh, uh, what's that called now, webcast or webpage or uh, uh, Facebook Live. One of them things out there, right? Okay, okay, okay. I might be telling myself, but I got it though, right? I, I hit it. 
I want to thank Brother Demetric because it was just brilliant. And we know it was because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan put it in the center of the Final Call newspaper. The place that reserved for him and the word of God and the guidance coming from God and his Christ. I'm truly grateful and thankful and appreciative to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for his example, sacrifice, and courage he have demonstrated to us in the face of such wickedness from the satanic mind of white supremacy and the ignorance and social engineering of what we call black inferiority. Both these minds were taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan must be destroyed in order for the kingdom of God to be established. In a recent tweet, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan stated, when people come together, in righteousness and spread righteousness then you see the seed of the kingdom of God beginning to build in another tweet the minister says stand up and be your righteous self in 2012 the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan gave us a very small booklet but very powerful booklet entitled in that day your righteousness shall sustain you it is righteousness that uplifts the nation it is righteousness that uplifts the people so the wickedness and the lies that one may tell they can't defeat the truth of what god have given to us if we would stand up and be as bold as the honorable minister louis farrakhan and not be afraid of what we may lose and will not compromise telling the truth no matter where it is that we must go where we go we must be a walking living breathing example of what it means to reflect God and his messenger. We're living in that day of judgment, my dear brothers and sisters, where righteousness and the servants of God are being attacked. You and I know that at the center of this attack is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the national representative of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. I want to just let you know that the title national representative, I don't want you to just take that lightly because the minister says I'm the national representative, but he's a man that's sitting in the seat of one who was taught personally by God. Now you wonder why they hate Farrakhan? You wonder why they hate you as well? Because they don't just hate, hate him. They hate anyone that will try to carry on the word and exist. And that's why in Minister Demetric Arlick, he said what? We are Farrakhan. What does that mean to be Farrakhan? What does that mean when we say we are Farrakhan? Then you're talking about the embodiment of the spirit of God. You're talking about a man who have submitted himself 100% to obey and follow a man that is taught by God, that's being made into a God, that want to make you and I into God as well. This is what we do when we say I'm Farrakhan. So the title national representative, when you think of that, you must also think of the title to confer on Minister Farrakhan as a Messiah. They don't desire to, to stop the minister because of the social program of the Nation of Islam. See, the Nation of Islam, you know, we, we looked at it in two ways, brothers and sisters, if you don't know that, right? Most of us know it from the social context of the Nation of Islam. 
something go wrong in Phoenix or in San Diego or in Los Angeles or Chicago and the brothers and sisters are coming and say, ooh, y'all in trouble now. Here come the Muslims. Oh, y'all going to get it now. The Muslims is coming. Yes, they fought against us from having contracts and they fight against us from doing progressive things. Understand something. Don't never get dismayed because you don't see the progress that you may necessarily want to see. Should we be making better progress? Of course we should be. But judge the rest of the progress based on your progress. Just the, judge the rest of the progress based on your humility. Judge the rest of the progress based on your obedience. See, you don't need nobody to tell you who you are. All we got to do is look at the man and woman where? In the mirror. And raise the standard. This is why in the Holy Quran, in the hundred and excuse me, the hundred and seven surah, when the Alma Minister was Farrakhan gave us that surah as acts of kindness, I want to draw something to your attention before I go further into my subject matter. Because maybe we may miss it. We we may not understand who Allah is talking to. Because there's a duty that is imposed on us when we talk about we understand or oh, the Messiah have visited us. So I want to just touch a little bit on us before I go to Jesus and the opposition. Is that all right? Yes, but I got to come back to the disciples because, hey, it's on us, baby. We, we got some work to do around here, right? And we can't be afraid to do the work today. In the acts of kindness. This is a lot deeper than just doing a kind act. My wife and I were out yesterday and we had stopped by Walgreens. And as we were leaving Walgreens, a brother came and said, this had happened another time too. But this particular time, knocked on my, well, he, before I got in the car, brother, young dude. You know, I'm like, man, you too young to be asking no dog on money. You know, but my word bought to a lot. <laughs> you know, as I closed my car door. I was like, what do you have to for? So I blow my horn. Beep, 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 beep. Brother, he come running back. I said, what did you say you want the money for? He said, I wanted the money to catch the bus. I'm trying to get home, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I don't know what the neighborhood situation may be around here. He might have been in the wrong neighborhood, wearing the wrong color. I don't know. But you know what came to my mind? Minister Farrakhan. Yes, an acts of kindness. So I called brother back and gave him the $5 that he could get on the bus. I don't know what the bus cost, but I know it wasn't $5. But, you know, uh, if he said he wants something to eat, I might have gave him $10. But he said he wanted to catch a bus. I figured he might have food at home, so I gave him $5, right? Keep a little something for the next person that come along that you may have to give something to. Because there's always someone asking. And we can't always be of the mindset that you know you shouldn't be begging. You, you got a cigarette in your hand. Now, I am used to be like that, too. You know, the only time I make a distinction is when somebody said to me, brother, can I get something to eat? Sure, brother, let's go in the store right here. No, 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 no. I, I don't want that to eat. I want you to give me the money. I said, er, stop. That ain't going to happen. I'm willing to buy you the food, but I'm not going to put no money into your hand. Right. Well, I don't want that to eat. Um, I, I, I can't help you with that. Then I mean, you said you want something to eat. The point I'm making is acts of kindness. That is referred to in the 107 surah is a little deeper than just some token that we can give to somebody else. In the very first verse, and this is where to the believers, whether you're Muslim or Christian or Jew, 
or to be in whoever you may be, if you believe in Allah, if you believe in God, then you and I have a responsibility and a duty to understand the word of God. Allah asks a question through his prophet. Have thou seen him who belies religion? Now, many of us maybe would just say, well, we know that the slave master and his children and we know a wicked person, they belie a religion. And you're right. But in order to get a full understanding before you go further, I went and looked up the word. I mean, I forgot I took a couple subjects on this surah, acts of kindness. Belie here mean one who does not respect the standard of their faith. I'm going to say it again. Belies here mean one who does not respect or do not live up to, do not hold, do not honor the standard of their faith. Now that put it in a whole different state for me now. Y'all all right? So have thou seen him who belies religion? Who I start looking at right away? I start looking at you. Because then it starts talking about some of the other things that we do if we either belie or don't belie religion. So it asks a question, that is the one who is rough on the orphan. Now, now we can say an orphan, we know an orphan is a child that don't have any parents, is that right? But it's a little bit more than just an orphan that don't have parents. See, we can be looked at as an orphan people who did not have a messenger and a servant of God that came to us. So now that you and I accept this, now how are we in going after the day? What is the mission that Master Farrakh Muhammad came when he gave it to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan? It is to go after a people who had been orphaned. It's to go after a people who had been robbed of the knowledge of God, robbed of their name, robbed of the very ability to almost think for themselves. So we are an orphan until he came and raised him and him. So now we have a responsibility to go to the orphan. And if we're not going after the people, if we're not talking to them, or when we talk to them, maybe we'd be a little rough because we think they should know. We like that with us sometime in the houses of worship, you know. As opposed to listen to what's being said in the church. You know, we look at, I don't believe she wearing that. <laughs> Ain't that her third marriage? <laughs> who, who, who she, who he with? I thought he was with so-and-so last week. See, see, we rough on the orphan. We judgmental. See, a judgmental person is rough on the next human being. We got to learn to be gentle and kind to one another. That's what they represented. Not represented. That's what they represent. And urge is not the feeding of the needy. I didn't say the feeding of the hungry. You didn't get that, did you? There's a difference between feeding a hungry man and feeding a needy man. Needy implies more than just some physical food. Is that right? How are we with talking to our neighbors? How are we with doing the things that we should be doing? See, when you talk about the disciples, 
You got to deal with a mindset because the disciple is the first stage of godhood. The Honorable Minister Far kind of told us that we got to come through the stages of life from being an animal that we've been made by our captors to being a human being that we try to live on a higher plane and an higher level of the word of God into a full manifestation of being a reflection of God, being a God and living according to his laws and his statute. What is the standard that we have set for ourselves? Or if you slip and take a drink, you think it's okay. Okay, I'm gonna leave that alone. I, I, I see. I'm gonna turn y'all off. I, I'm gonna get to that later on when we get close to the end. I need to keep your focus before I start talking about the law of God. Is that right? Now we can always talk about the law of God. But this is the next part that 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 was very interesting to me, and I'm taking up a little bit more time than I expected here, but I'm gonna move quickly. If that urge is not the feeding of the needy, then it says now, after those things, you say, so. So it's like, you know, so. It's like you're talking to somebody, you say, so, brother. So, so you're about to make a point now and say, so, whoa. Now you can look at whoa a couple ways. Right? Oh, hold on, you say, whoa, you know, right? And you say, whoa, whoa. Oh, stop, right? Or, whoa, Lord have mercy. Is that what's going to happen? See, whoa can look, you know, what is the whoa? that we have and sometimes we have woes in our lives because we have belied religion we've not held to the standard of God we've been roughing the orphan we've not fed the needy so woe to the praying ones who are unmindful of their prayers who do good to be seen and refrain from acts of kindness. We don't want to be like that one. We don't want to be like the one that don't reflect these men and who they are. And that's why this world hate the humble minister Louis Farrakhan. Because he's showing us how to be one who's mindful of our prayers. He's showing us how to hold to a standard of God. The Honorable Minister Farrakhan is showing us how to be kind to the orphan. He's showing us that we must take care of the needy, no matter who or where they may be found. He's showing us that praying in our communication with God brings us closer to Allah. So a wicked world hate a man like that. I want to move very quickly. If we could just look at a couple of things. Because it's something that we need to know. Jesus, at a certain point in the book of John, the Jews and those, and, and we ain't picking on the Jews, that's what the Bible say, okay? I mean, so for those that think, here we go again, I know the Muslims couldn't go without talking about the Jews. No, 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 this is what the Bible says, okay? This is what the Bible says. So I'm only telling you what the Bible said. Thank you. Jesus, again, his Jewish, against his Jewish opponents, picked up stones. The Jewish picked up stones to stone him. See, just like they're stoning Minister Farrakhan with their words. The lies that they have told. That's why we call for a showdown. That's why Minister Farrakhan have told them, listen, meet us where we may. And he quoted the honorable Elijah Muhammad to say, I will give ten 
thousand dollars if you can prove one word that I have said is a lie and it's not true. Minister Student Minister Joel Emeritus shared something with me today. He said the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in another speech said I could have easily said I'll give you ten million dollars for one word that you can find. See it wasn't the amount of money that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was asking that was important. It was the principle that say find one thing and bring your scientists to show one word that I've taught from the scripture from Master Muhammad that is not real and he didn't get no uh, 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 acceptors then and none of those have accepted Minister Farrakhan and his challenge to a showdown to talk about what it is that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us and what we're learning from him as it relates to God and his messenger. It is our time. And that's why Brother Demetrius said when Miss Eisner talked about that the nation of Islam have reached its height. He said, no, ma'am, I beg your pardon. The nation of Islam has not even come close to reaching its height yet. And he said, I hope you live to see it. I said, I hope she's suffering every minute, every second that she lives. She may live to see it, but let her suffer through it. Because the wickedness that she has said deserve to be suffered. She needs to face woe. <laughs> I know some of y'all say, why the Muslims so mean? Well, go read your Bible. God was kind of tough himself when he decided to kill him. See, you don't want you don't want what's real. You want to be lied to. So Jesus asked the question. I've shown you many good works from the Father. From which of these do you stone me? <laughs> Listen to what they said now. See, this is this is the care part. We're not stoning you for any good works. No good work, they replied, but for blasphemy because you, a mere man, claims to be God. See, the nation of Islam is known for a social reality, but in truth, the main focus and the main reality of who we are from God is our theology. And the theology gives us the knowledge of God and makes us known that the knowledge of self and the knowledge of God is one in the same. So which works can they point to from Minister Farrakhan? Here's a man that you can't have ain't been ain't been in prison, have no record. The most he said he have ever probably done, he smoked a little weed like me. Well, I smoked a lot of weed, but he he he, he just smoked a little bit of weed. <laughs> you know, the only other thing that he might have done, he speed he, he had speeding tickets. I wish that's all I had that I could say about my my crazy behind. I, I'd be in good shape, but my list is so bad, I'd be afraid of the woe. So I'm trying to live the standard because Allah says to us, He said He forgives sins. All together. He ain't going to just forgive because we run in our mouths. We only get the forgiveness of sins based on the action that we take after it. So Allah says forgiveness is only for those who sin and get up and what? Don't sin no more. Some of us think every time we say our prayer, our sins are forgiven. Maybe so. I don't know. But don't sin and just go, go to prayer. It ain't going to work. The Honorable Minister Farrakhan said to us, there come a time when God will not even care for your prayers. And he said in the, by, in the Quran, he said, if it was not for our prayers, he would not care for us. So it's a certain time you and I start praying and God don't care. 
It means that the self-accusing spirit that Minister Farrakhan taught us about in the self-improvement speech is dead within us. Then we have become a devil. Then we'll become what our enemy is and what he has made us into. But the purpose is because we know God and he's teaching us about the knowledge of God. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. See, this is what they're afraid of. A man that do a work like this. Brother Demetri in his article, he mentioned they talk about bigotry. And Ms. Eisner called the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan an unrepentant bigot. And Brother Demetric just defined the word bigot, one who has a problem with opposing uh, uh, ideas. Well, at the Million Man March, at every last one of our march, most of those came were not Muslims. You had Christians from all denominations. You had Muslims from all, from all uh, uh, schools of thought. You had nationalists. You had Pan-Africanists. And women took part in the march. Women helped to plan the march. But because they don't want to deal with how God deals, they like to make mischief and they lie in how they make mischief. So the minister never excluded women because women is critical as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us that our nation can grow no higher than this woman. When you elevate a woman, you elevate a nation. And so they want you to think that the one that God has given to you and I in our presence, in our midst, one who represents the freeing of women. I'm going to say that again. A man who stand up and teach men to respect women. And anytime you see a black man that don't respect a black woman or don't respect woman as a whole. We don't walk through the door and see a white woman come in and let the door go and let it slam in her face. If you are, that ain't our teaching. We go hold the door for every woman. I'm riding down the street. I see a white woman or a Spanish speaking, whoever car broke down. If I stop for the black one, I'm going to stop for that woman too. Why? Because if my wife is in a position, I get on the plane all the time and you see women struggling with their bags. I watch white men and black men sometimes, but black men are a lot quicker to give service. But I would look at white men, they get this woman struggling. <laughs> He sit there, they feel like, it's like, I hope she don't drop it on my head. <laughs> and I get up, I, I'm on the window seat. I get up and help her and she says, thank you. And look at that white man. <laughs> but this is how we're taught. We ain't never hated white people. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad put in the final call. The Muhammad speak, then we want justice for who? For all. Regardless of class, creed, or race. So when you have these people talking about it, you and I got to know what our theology is and be able to defend it. But you can't defend what you ain't coming to. You can't defend what you're distracted from. You can't defend what you feel that you may have a better understanding of the local person or the regional person or the national person. Or hell, Satan just whooping you. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to come back to that. I will close out with that. I got law over here. They call it in the parking lot. And I got duty and service over here in the parking lot. See, the Million Man March scared them. 
After the minister traveled around the country doing all kind of works in the black uh, uh, men's only meeting. Prior to that, it was stop the killing. My wife and I was talking this morning. She said this, as you see the water there, Jesus told them, if you come and follow me, I will give you living water. And then in the Bible, in the book of uh, John, in the fifth chapter, it, it deals with the, the pool of Bethesda. And it, it talks about people that were sick and they had all kind of infirmities. And there was this one particular man that said there was nobody there to help me to get to the water. All I want to do was get to the water. And just like the minister told us, he said, he said, what? Pick up your bed and walk. And right at that point, the man picked up his bed and he started walking. And at the Million Man March, Minister Farrakhan gave us orders and instructions. Go back home and be a better father. Go back home and be a better husband. Go back home and be a better uncle. Go back home and get involved in a process that will make your community a safe and better place in which to live. And so they saw him. And as the scripture said, they, they were afraid he was doing the work on the Sabbath. They weren't looking at the work that he was doing. But Jesus, if they were really paying attention later, he told them that Sabbath. Man wasn't made for Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. See, the religious hypocrites, they love to choose a part. But here's a man. By God's permission had made us better human beings and around the world as he traveled people saw the black man in a different light than what had been put out in belly in uh, um, menace to society and so many of those other movies that came out the minister was now as he went on his first world friendship tour after that was received around the world. And I remember in that following year of 96 when I went to Jamaica and we went to the Caribbean and other places with the minister and our heads of government was receiving him. But there's the opposition. See, we ain't going to worry about the opposition. We just go tell us about it because the good offense is always going to be better than whatever defense they're trying to play. The haters can't win over the lovers. You didn't hear me. The haters can't win over the lovers. Love is the greatest force that is in the universe. It is the force of love that God used to create the universe and create all living things. When God destroys, it's not hate that made God destroy. When God, Allah destroys, it is love of righteousness that makes him destroy that which is wicked, that would destroy, that would make you and I other than what he created us to be, a reflection of himself. God's love is the power behind his throne. And the love that the Honorable Minister Luz Farrakhan shown when he called this and brought multitudes of people from all over the world to hear where he called for a million, almost two million showed up. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Sanhedrins, they got worried. I'm going to come back to this because it was out of this that J. Edgar Hoover 
1968, March the 4th, when they showed that document, which I'll show later, talked about what need to be done. They already knew what was coming. The Jews hate Minister Farrakhan, not because of anything he have done, but because he represent the Messiah that has come. And he is that one that the scripture speaks about, that talks about. Next slide, please. Jesus said, this is what we need and this will Minister Farrakhan represent the truth to the Jews who had believed him. Now, I want to say this, you know, because the Bible is an interesting book. Keep in mind that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us that 75% of what we see in Bible is what? Prophecy. And much of this book, Holy Quran, is also prophecy. See, when you start talking about three things in either one of these books, it is prophetic. Number one, Messiah or Christ, prophetic. Number two, Moses, prophetic. Number three, the children of Israel, prophetic. Not talking about anything that happened back then, but it's talking about things that's happening right now that we're living through or have lived through through our ancestors. But right now, today, we're in that final time. Of where the Messiah and the Christ and in Muslim world Mahdi will make themselves known. So they're the truth that we need to know. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, if you hold to what? My teaching. What do you mean to hold to the teaching? See, again, have you seen him who what? Belies religion. He holds not to the standard of his faith. They hold not to that which God have laid out for us that we must perform each and every day. And, you know, I talk to a lot of us in I asked people that are struggling. I, I said, how are you doing with your prayers? Well, you know, I, I really ain't that strong in my prayer. Excuse me? How can a Muslim tell you I really ain't that strong on my prayer? Let me tell you this. If you're not making a minimum of three prayers a day, you won't have nothing for Satan. I'm going to say that again. If you're not making a minimum of three prayers a day, you failing in the prayer reality. Now, I play games with myself when it comes to prayer. I, I sign. No, no, seriously, seriously. I give myself a score at the end of each day. You know, with all of the pillars and the principles of Islam, you have to lift yourself to a standard. You know, you can't say you're a Muslim, follow the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and ain't praying. And a lack of our success is because of that. I don't care how much knowledge you got. I don't care how wise you think you are. If we are not praying, we are not, as Minister Charles said, on that trajectory. 
Matter of fact, we, we ain't getting out of orbit. We, we, still, we, we, we still got the boosters on. All we did was fire from the launching pad and still ain't got the clouds yet. Because that which will get you up into the atmosphere is your prayer. So what I do, I say to myself, each prayer is worth 20 points when you're doing rockets, right? If you make a dua, it's worth 10. And if you make the other two prayers that were the seek refuge prayer, which you end up doing seven, because you got to do those five times a day when you say your prayer, when, when, when you make your dua anyway, right? And then, but you have to say it two other times because the honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that that's a prayer we must say seven times. Now, to our guests and our visitors, it doesn't matter where we are, whether we're Christian, Muslim, or Jew, or if you don't believe in God, there's a principle of showing gratitude for what one who bestow on us gifts that oftentimes we are not qualified for. Prayer is thanking God for a gift that oftentimes we are not yet qualified for. So imagine if your children was ungrateful to what you gave them. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to keep it moving. I got 15 minutes left. So at the end of the day, and I'm gonna, because this is important, I'm going to move very quickly over the next uh, 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 20 minutes to get us done. I said 15 and I went to 20. Y'all caught that. Y'all are, are a sharp group. Y'all a sharp group. <laughs> you know, I was going to see the sisters called it right away. <laughs> whoa, whoa, it said 15, now he's at 20. <laughs> but I guarantee you one thing, I will be done on time. <laughs> so in prayer, and I move because this is very critical as disciples. Because when you don't pray, you're falling asleep. When, you, when we're not praying, we're asleep. We're dead men walking. Because Allah says in the Quran, if it was not for our prayers, he would not care for us. Then he said, prayer keeps one away from filth and indecency. And the remembrance of Allah is the greatest force. But then Allah said that prayer is prescribed at fixed times. That God don't ask nothing that he don't expect us to do. And when we do what he tells us to do, then our success comes. So if I made my five prayers with rakas, that's a hundred. And then I assigned 10 points to the I seek refuge prayer. So that I get 120 some days, right? Now, when I judge myself, you know, you should never really have the lowest 70 in prayer. I'm going to say that again. You should never really have, according to my scale. Now, y'all look at you know, like, <laughs> according, to, just work with me, all right? Work with me, right? Just tell me if it makes sense. Just tell me if it makes sense. Now, now why do I say that the least you should get it at 70? Because it takes nothing to say, I seek refuge in thee from anxiety and grief. 
I seek refuge in thee from lack of strength and laziness. I seek refuge in thee from cowardice and niggardliness. I seek refuge in thee from being overpowered by debt and the oppression of men. O oh Allah, suffice me with what is lawful. Keep me away from what is prohibited. And with thy grace, make me free from want of what is besides thee. You could do that driving down the street. Matter of fact, you just got one in the day because you said it with me. For those that said it. So you only got six more of those to go. So you got to ten just being here. You open up in prayer with, 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 with Brother Hannibal, so you got another 10. You had 20 already. And we ain't even at noon yet, or just right at 12.30. And I know most of you made your Fajr prayer. So you had 40 to 60 already. See, prayer, I'm taking a little bit of time on it, brothers and sisters. But don't never underestimate the importance of prayer. Your charity. See, we're in the Savior's Day uh, season. That's just one season. But charity is something that you and I must give each and every week. Each and every month. No, 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 I'm talking Quran. Allah says that we cannot attain to righteousness unless we spend out of what he has given us. I'm going to say it again. We cannot attain to righteousness. Unless we spend out of what he has given to us. See, the prayer thanks a lot for a gift that we had necessarily uh, qualified for. But God will not look at how much you give, but he's looking from the heart and the spirit of which you give. And there's a whole adage that we have to much is given. All right. Y'all all right? Next slide, please. I got to move very quickly. Now, this is next slide. All right. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge because thou have rejected knowledge. And see, most of the world is in condition because particular black community, we rejected the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and we reject him in the Safarcon. And some of us in the house of God, we're rejected him even though you present. I ain't going to say no more now. I'm going to finish up on that. I'm going to get back to put that over there in the parking lot, too. Allah said, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou have forgotten the law of thy God. See, the restrictive law, I saw Minister Aisha had the restrictive law book that she might want. Can you pick that up for me quick, Sister Aisha? See, the restrictive law book that Minister Farrakhan gave to us is a critical piece for us to understand that without the restrictive law, we're not even on the ladder going to God. See, a standard and the first standard that you and I need to set for ourselves is the restrictive law. In the Supreme Wisdom book that we have that's given to us by our Savior, it said the, the restrictive law is our success, period. And Minister Farquhar said anytime anyone failing to be 100% to the law shall be dismissed from his or her post. Now, I know most of us thinking that, oh, them laborers, I know they ain't doing right. I don't even know how he up there. I know something about his history, too. He shouldn't even be up there preaching. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> There's none righteous, none but the father. <laughs> the realization I'm saying that in the restrictive law, it says it's our success at any time. Well, what is the post that you and I were given? Muslim. 
See, you can you can take it off and put it on based on how you deal with the law. Anyone who is not 100 percent to the law shall be dismissed from his or her post. Well, who's the, who, who, who's dismissing you? You looking for you, you a lieutenant and you do something bad. You looking for the minister to, to relieve you or the captain to relieve you or, or the regional to do this or the minister. No. Allah sees everything that we do. Allah sees, hears, and knows all that we do. It ain't a matter what we see each other doing. If we believe in a living God, if we believe in the angels, then we believe in angels. Allah says in the Holy Quran, see he not that Allah is he who bestows favor on the believers, and what? So does his angels? Who gave Prophet Muhammad the revelation? It was an angel who was in the tomb when Jesus was uh, 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 taken out of the tomb before they could have murdered him when they took him off the cross, according to the Bible. It was angels who was there when Jesus was tried after he came out the wilderness from fasting. Who was there after Satan tempted him with the three temptations? I ain't talking about the group either. Oh, there were five temptations. Okay, my bad. Okay. It was angels. So don't think there's nothing that we do. That's why Allah in the Holy Quran said when we're handed our book, we'll say, whoa. Isn't that what they say? Whoa. It left nothing out. Don't worry about what your brother or your sister see you doing or don't see you doing. If we believe in God and he's a living God, then you and I should worry about what we do when we're by ourselves. See, so we don't do to be seen of men. We do for the purification of our hearts, our minds, of our souls. And we do it for the remembrance and the love of Allah. All praises due to Allah. I got to move very quickly as usual. I don't get through most of the slides because, yes. Now, th these next three verses, and then I I'm talking to the believers, and usually, you know, when, when we come to the rostrum, you know, as students of the Albert Minister Louis Farrakhan in this work, in this teaching, number one, we're reminding. Because many of you as believers, you know this, so we're reminding and encouraging us. We're informing those that are visiting, those that are our guests, and those that may not have a full understanding. And we're letting the enemy know when we teach sometime in the hypocrites that we want to hold them at bay. Allah is not going to let the disbeliever overcome the believer. And Allah will not allow the hypocrites and our enemy to gain victory over the righteous. We just have to make sure that we find ourselves in the right position and there's nothing that you will be going through or we will go through in our lives that Allah will not deliver us from and bring us from. This here is a critical part in why they really hate Minister Farrakhan and most of our people don't know. See, in, the, in these three chapters, the 16th chapter, the 15th chapter, and the 14th chapter of John, it is where it is more clearly identified and exposes a 4,000 year conspiracy. Now, now I don't have the time and, and, and really this is very critical because 
when women like Miss Eisner and all the, the ADLs and all of the synagogue of Satan come out against the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, call him this, that, and the other, it is because he have exposed the greatest conspiracy that have existed in the last four to 6,000 years. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, when he said he would not give two cents for the scholarship of the Muslims, he wasn't talking, he didn't care about their scholarship. I don't believe. But when you talk to imams and you talk to scholars, the same understanding that they have as Moses, the children of Israel and Messiah, is the same understanding that you find in the Bible. And they can't see the black man and woman as the chosen people of God based on our peculiar relationship to suffering and that which is spoken of in the book of Genesis. See, you don't identify who Moses is in the Quran. So you don't know who Jesus is just by reading the New Testament. See, Christians got the right man, they got the right name, they just don't have the right identification and they're in the wrong time zone. I'm going to move very quickly because the hate of Minister Farrakhan is not of just the work that he has done, but is the word that he represents in exposing the synagogue of Satan and making you and I know that God has in fact come for us and chosen us. Minister Farrakhan and the nation of Islam have given us everything we need to become a God. If you ain't saying being it is with things in your life, it's because we ain't applied what they've given us to make us a God. They ain't failed. The word ain't failing us. We're failing the word. And this is why it asks you, have you seen him who have belied religion? We don't want to hold to the standard. The conspiracy is to hide who the Messiah is. See, you can't know who the Messiah is unless you know what the whole Testament say about the Messiah. So here, when he leaves, he's going to send one. Minister Farrakhan is all that is the one. He is the spirit of truth. He is the comforter in the 16th, 14th and 15th chapter of John. It's two things that happen here. Oh, boy, boy, boy. I got to try to figure out how to land the plane because I'm not going to get to everything. Go to the next slide. Go back up. Go two slides down. One more. It's three places in the Bible where this comforter spoke by see minister Farrakhan <clears throat> is a man that's guiding not only us but humanity into all truth in this particular verse in this verse it tells us that God it speaks plainly of three different participants in this particular verse right here yes. number one it says, but the comforter, that's one, which is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. That, that's one person whom the Father will send in my name. In my name represent that one that is talking, that is going away. Right. So you have the Father, 
you have the, the, the comforter, the spirit of truth, and you have that one. In this case, you have Master Far Muhammad, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the honorable Minister Louis Farquhar. Now, some people will say, brother, y'all just making that type of stuff up. See, y'all just go into the scriptures and make that stuff up. No, we ain't making that up. How do I know we ain't making it up? See, because those who claim this is about them can't show the lineage and the heritage from which Jesus come. See, if you can't go back into the Genesis and prove that you are those people that's being spoken of, you can't claim Jesus. Jesus comes out of the 400 years enslavement and suffering of black people. The coming of God come and those who call themselves Jews can't claim that. And that's why I said they're those who call themselves Jews, but they're what? They're not Jews. They're of the synagogue of Satan. So when we look at this, we have to understand this is why Minister Farrakhan is hated because he represents the Messiah and he's teaching that. Now listen to what he says. Go to the next slide. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth will proceed from the Father. He shall testify of me. Go back up to 16. Go back up. I got to move for quick. I'm sorry I took so long on. I'm missing these, sir. Right here. What is he going to do? He will not speak of his own. Who does Minister Farrakhan speak of? Paul, Paul can't claim this. Paul contradict Jesus so many times in marriage and work versus uh, faith. When you read the Bible and, and what's in the New Testament that's called the epistles of Paul, you find a lot of contradiction with Paul dealing with Jesus. That's why most of the time they don't follow the Gospels. They follow a Pauline doctrine. Most preachers of religion, they don't preach the gospel. They preach Paul. The Catholic Church, they don't preach the gospel. They preach Paul. But here it says he will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. Now that can't be talking about a man 2,000 years ago. Because clearly we went into slavery after that quote unquote historic Jesus came. Is that right? So surely he wasn't talking about the kingdom that was coming then. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. When the Alba Minister Farrakhan spoke to us and we were in uh, 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 Washington, D.C. at the uh, press conference. He said, this is not from Louis Farrakhan. He said, this is from the most humble Elijah Muhammad through Louis Farrakhan. See, this bear witness that the man that we have in our midst is representing someone. Now, the question for you and I to answer, do we believe that? See, the enemy knows this. Move very quickly. The next couple of slides for me. Move very quickly. Now, now ho ho hold on. All you who believe. Allah is commanding us to do something here. Oh, you who believe, be helpers in the cause of Allah. As Jesus, son of Mary, said to the disciples, who are my helpers in the cause of Allah? 
The disciples said, we are helpers in the cause of Allah. So a party of the children of Israel believed and another party disbelieved. See, right in here, there's those that believe and those that don't believe. See, you can't worry about who don't believe. Worry about yourself. Let us be a better believer. Because Allah said, what is Allah going to do? Allah says that then we aided those who believe against their enemy. Just because they ain't as strong as you don't make them our enemy. The synagogue of Satan is our enemy. We can't make our people our enemy because they disagree with us. They don't know yet until they have you to come and teach them. And that's why the scripture says, how can they know unless they have a teacher? And how can they have a teacher unless one be sent? See, you can't say you follow the Messiah, Christ Jesus, and the Comforter, and everything else you want to say, and you ain't present doing the work. See, you and I become like the disciples. Go back to the third surah of the Holy Quran. Go back up for me a little bit. See, this is, the, this is what, but when Jesus perceived disbelief on their part. Oh, he said, who will be my helpers in Allah's way? The disciples said, we're Allah's helpers. We believe in Allah and bear thou witness that we are submitting ones. Allah in the Holy Quran. He said, don't say you believe, but submit because faith have not yet entered into your heart. Allah have not laid any burden on you in religion, but he respects and expects reasonable obedience. Minister Charles as the shepherd of this house and, and the laborers and, and those who are in position, they have not imposed on you a duty. Allah and his messenger have done that. So when you don't come, when you don't do it, you're a belying religion. Our people need teachers. Our people need saviors. Because we have to have a strong offense because the wickedness of their defense is to stop us from knowing who the Messiah is. Next slide. Go on. Go to Jehad Gehuva. Now, this gentleman, and you don't have it, was to stop the rise of a black Messiah. Next slide. To stop the rise of the black Messiah. Now that's a heck of a thing. This is 1968. Now Jed Gahu was around before 1935 because he was one that also was a part of the deportation of Marcus Garvey. Next slide. Now there's four points I'm going to close very quickly because I got to get to us. Hit, hit, hit it one more time. To prevent the coalition of military. So what I'm saying is this. The enemies that we see, the ADL, the Southern Poverty Law Center, Miss Eisner, Foxman, all these uh, 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 Caucasians that's coming after the minister, it's written what they were going to do. D d these that come up in a different generation, they follow the playbook. See, we got our playbook called Bible and Quran. We just ain't following it. They following their playbook. Next slide. This is what they, they prevent the rise of a Messiah who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement. Now, I want to read this because they say Malcolm X might have been such a Messiah, a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He is the martyr of the movement today. Martin Luther King, Stokely Carmichael, and Elijah Muhammad also aspired. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't aspire to nothing. He is that. To the position. Elijah Muhammad, listen. Now, listen to this now when God hides his servant. See, because God was preparing another one for this time. 
See, they don't see Farrakhan here. Because he just got to New York about this time, a couple of years now, right? So, so here did he say Elijah Muhammad is less of a threat because of his age. King could be a real contender for this position should he abandon his, his supposed obedience to white liberals doctrine nonviolence and embrace black nationalism Carmichael have the necessary charisma to be a real threat in this way now they're making an assessment of black leadership at every level that exists this is a comprehensive look at who from the civil rights movement to the, the nationalist movement to, to, the, to the church to, to who we are and then they said they discredited the most humble Elijah Muhammad, but they didn't see that one that was his gift. The one that he was going to sit in his seat to complete his assignment. You see, it was like when they were looking for the birth of Jesus or the birth when Herod was looking for him. He slipped away. You didn't you, you couldn't find him when they were looking to kill Moses. The little boy, Allah protected him. See, the minister was protected in here because he didn't even understand what his assignment was as yet. Next, keep going. Next thing. Next one. This is the final one I'm, I want to look at. A final goal should be to prevent the long range growth of militant black organization. Listen, it's not especially among youth. Now, if we don't know how to deal with our youth and we don't understand that they're the next level then we're feeling fitting right into the counterintelligence program and the wicked machinations that's designed because the youth is a natural transition for us it's not us versus them you when you look at when you look at 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 at, at, at uh, 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 corporations or you look at the churches or you look at different institutions they start grooming the children See, now our children have to play a part, too, because this world has also trapped them because this world have created a, a contrary way of life from what the messenger or the Messiah brings. So we have to fight harder with the truth. So right here, especially among the youth, specific tactics to prevent these groups from converting young people must be developed. Rap music is not an accident. Crack cocaine is not an accident. Gangs and separation of our youth is not an accident. This is a plan and a plot of the mindset of white supremacy. And this is what Farrakhan is busting up. And they understand this. So when they saw the million man march, they said, if we leave this man alone, they will what? All come after him. See, you don't have nobody like this man. And those of us now, specifically the believers. Next slide. See, this is where we got to be. You should have been applauding. Hell, you should have been clapping. You should have been on your feet. See, the fact is this. This is the process or a part of the process to make you a God. The self-improvement speech is given from God through his messenger for us. I grew up in Buffalo. 
And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, nothing have made me like this self-improvement. My former student minister is here, my brother and friend of, we were college mates together back in the early 80s, brother Halim with Donald then. You know, back on the college campus, you know, he was a Muslim. Didn't want partying and stuff like that, you know, so he tried to get me to stop partying. He, he got me after a year or so, but, you know, I had to get it out of me. But he was an incredible teacher of the study guides. And my wife and I, who I did not recognize when I opened up my ride. And I mean, this woman, me, I've known her for all my adult life, almost 40 years. And in my three or four terms towards the duty, she has been there every step of the way with me. I'm tremendously blessed and honored to have her. We, when we went through difficulties in our life, it was self-improvement. And the teaching of Muhammad Elijah Muhammad that made us survive. You, I don't care what your marital problem is. If you give, if you give it to God, this is where the church sometimes they just bring it to God. That is real. You got to work on it. You just can't come lay on the altar. You know? <laughs> bring it to God. No, no, bro. You got to do something. Sis, you got to do something. But the self-improvement is a way of doing it. We have everything we need to make us a God. It starts with this. Next slide. These books, every last one of these, we got to be pushing. Message of the black man should be a gift that we give to people just on general GP. Message of the black man. Next slide. This man here, the most humble Elijah Muhammad. We have to understand that what you read of in the Bible and in the Holy Quran of Christ or Messiah, you're looking at this man and the next man, which is the extension of this man. They are the same mission. Next slide. See, if we're not. Next slide. And I'm closing. Two minutes. Next slide. Bring us back to where we started. The very first slide. Now, let me say this. I didn't really put this in the order. I didn't, you see, I didn't go over my notes. I stopped midway through. I pray a lot that what we said, and I'll close with this. We're in the Savior's Day season right now. And this is the time I know, Phoenix, you usually shine. But before we get to the money side of the gift of Savior's Day, I want to talk about your service side. Between now and Savior's Day. You must make sure. Now I know we got visited and guests and those watching maybe on Facebook. You have to make sure that you don't belie religion and that you hold to the standard set forth. If you're not here doing what the standards say for you to do, God is the one who will ultimately be the one to look. You know, somebody said to me, and I told, I told the laborers, as I were having some of the issues and, you know, the participation, I said, do you know that the standard is not about enforcing something uh, uh, on someone? The standard is what's going to save their lives. If God give us a process that we need to go through, 
If you have not arrived at the destination of resurrection, don't say the process don't work. Stay in the process. I did that 20 years ago. Okay, well, you know, well, show us your Godship then. <laughs> Being it is. See, we, we, we got to be honest with ourselves. So that's why Allah says, don't say you believe, but submit. Because faith is not yet entered in our heart. What is the faith? According to the book of Hebrews, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen and some scholars say not yet seen because we know the unseen is greater than which you do see. My dear brothers and sisters, you have to make sure that your participation in the service and the mission of the most humble Elijah Muhammad is number one in what you're going to do. You have to make sure that you put that center stage. And anytime we don't make that center stage, then we become like the disciples. And I didn't have a time to go into it to really talk about the opposition in Jesus. But let me say this. God have chosen us. The question is, will we choose God? The scriptures say many are called, but few are chosen. See, the few that are chosen, the few who choose God. Because God have already chosen you and I for a mighty work. He have given you and I a perfect example in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan representing the Christ. Now, not many may believe like us, but I tell you, if we walk the walk as we talk the talk, then you and I will see the results that is necessary. You and I must now know we've got to do what we said we would do. When we heard the teachings and said, I believe we must make our word, our bond. And guess what? The success will be yours. Don't be selfish, brothers and sisters, because sometime you don't pass on to we don't pass on to our children what we should pass on. In the book of Proverbs, it said a wise man lays up an inheritance for his children's children and the good that we do will be visited on our children just like the evil that is spoken of in the Bible that the father will pay for the sins or the children will pay for the sins of the father let us pass on to our children our good and that they may benefit if they have went astray a little bit. Don't be hard on them, but be an example for them. We have everything we need to make us a God. And if we follow what we've given from Minister Farrakhan, we'll be there. And we want to show him now financially that we support him. And so the Savior's Day gift is here. You know, and you and I got to make sure we do everything we can, not just to get to a thousand dollars. That's good. Don't get me wrong. But Allah says for every time we give, he repays with two to ten. So you just know that whatever you give and whatever we give from a pure heart, God is going to bless us back with it many fold. We can't lose giving and sacrificing. Allah don't want you to not pay your bills. Allah don't want you to be outdoors. Allah don't want you not to pay your electric bill and be in darkness without water. That, Allah don't want that. And the minister don't want that. And nobody should want that. But what we ask you to do is to make a sacrifice 
and put forth that effort and you don't even have to go in your own pocket to do it. The thousand could be from you, but your next thousand from somebody else or the next two thousand. And some of you may have five thousand. Somebody may want to get five thousand a day. You even just feel happy. You know, it's all right. So I want you to know that as the disciples of Messiah Christ and the Jesus in our midst, that we have a responsibility. But I know that we're up to the challenge. I know that Phoenix is up to the challenge. And may Allah bless you to help your student minister and to help the laborers and to help ourselves. I thank you. I greet you as I came. Assalamu alaikum.